0: The following show contains views and opinions that may not be suitable for all audiences. Audience discretion is advised. Howdy, 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 everybody, and welcome to Thespian Talk, the first one of 2019, and oh God, the first one in a few months. <laughs> Uh, I am your host, Gomer the Ranting Thespian, and with me is Aaron Mills, a.k.a. Dubious Khan!
1: Ah, uh, you can just call me Aaron from now on. I've retired the nickname.
0: Okay. Hey, we, we got we got an update to that. Good. <laughs> uh, and speaking of updates, alright, so for those who don't follow me on social media, I've got some updates to go through, which is going to affect the show in a positive way, even though neg- something negative happen- had to happen to me first. Uh, long story short, got in a wreck... Cost me my job, I'm okay. Uh, save for a finger, I'm still having to work out and get back up to normal. Um, but that means I have more time to put to thespian talk, to other things that I want to do, because I know good and well because of the because of the accident. It's gonna be a while before I get another driving job. And I know and I know this from experience, so. Yeah. So put more stuff in the content creation. Also. Uh, while I was on the road, I started another podcast called Gomer on the go, which that's going to be a little bit more uh, semi hiatus thing because I'm not always on the go, <laughs> but that'll, that'll be a thing that that'll be. It,
1: it sounds better than Gomer rants from his uh, rants, uh, rants with his fat ass in a chair.
0: That's <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, so with that, I kid, I kid with love. Of course. <laughs> Um, so that has been uploaded on anchor, which anchor is, oh God, it is one of the best things that have, that has ever happened. So what's going to happen is from this episode onward, I'm going to upload to the anchor feed that I've already got. I've, I've, by the time this is up, it should all be switched around to, uh, right now I'm calling it the RTG podcast network, even though it's just my stuff at the moment. <laughs> um, so it's going to have Gomer on the go whenever I decide to do it, because one of my favorite pastimes around here is just driving around and just driving the countryside or whatever. I'm from the south. I live in a rural area. Of course it is. Um, so there's still opportunities to do that. Um, and this will also... It'll actually help with bills in the long run, because Anchor is free. I could put this on Anchor. Anchor distributes it to pretty much everywhere. And... And I can eventually get rid of the SoundCloud, which will save me, I think, about 15 or 18 bucks a month. And every little bit helps. So we got we've got that covered. <laughs> oh, so yeah. By the time this episode is up, it should be up on the Anchor link. So if you've been listening to it on like iTunes or wherever, uh, you'll need to update your your URLs. But just go to Anchor.fm uh, slash. I believe it's already named to RTG Podcast Network. Um, the link will be in the doobly-doo no matter what. And, of course, you can always find it on my site, rtgomer.com. So, they're, they're, they're still in some older places, but there's going to be a lot of new places. Um, the best thing about Anchor, I am, I'm, make, I'm making a comparison to YouTube before YouTube went to shit, in that you can upload podcasts and you can get monetized off of it right away. I haven't made much, but it, it's a start, and it is definitely showing some promise, even with as few views as I, I say views, as few listens as I've had. There's an there's there's like an actual um, anchor ad that I do for it, so somewhere in the show, I, I haven't edited it all in yet, but you'll you'll hear more about that. Um. So yeah, um, that's that's me, Aaron. How have you been since the last time we've done one of these? Um, I've been fine. Um. I've just been
1: doing the usual thing. Um, Got out of video production for most of the final 13 because I just burned out and didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. I am back. Um, I am actually producing weekly for right now. Um, I have begun the long-promised Superman in film retrospective, which I have titled Look Up on the Screen. Uh, Two episodes are up right now. I am currently working on editing the third, which should go up by the time this uh, becomes available to the public. Sweet! Yep. Uh, and we are covering almost everything film-related to Superman. We're not covering everything Superman-related because I don't have the time to listen to 2,000 episodes of the original radio show.
0: And... Yeah. I don't Yeah. You.
1: And, uh, you know, and six seasons of the George Reeves TV series, four se- seasons of Lois and Clark... 10 seasons of Smallville, you know.
0: Yeah. So
1: we're focusing exclusively on film, but we're starting everything from the original Max Fleischer cartoons up to the old movie serials that Columbia produced in 1948 and 1950. Uh, the Richard Don- the Christopher Reeve films obviously, uh, but also all the most of the direct-to-video animated films that feature Superman with a couple of exceptions which I illustrate in there. And yes, eventually we will also talk about Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Justice League at some point. Yeah. No, that, that... But it won't be what you think. Everybody's picked it to death. It's like, okay, yes, these aren't good movies, but let's see if we can find something else to talk about about them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's going to be a hell of a ride. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh. But that
1: won't be until around late May and June when we get to those three, so... <laughs> There you go. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so, oh, and, and you actually, actually I was reminded of one other thing when it comes to uh, Anchor. Anchor also has its own like uh, listener support system as well. I know, I know, my mind just went from one to the other and my mind is all over the place. You can tell it's been a while, uh, but it does have its own listener support. That stuff should also be automatically put in the doobly-doo when I put it up on Anchor. So if if you want to help support directly, you know, there's always the Patreon, that's always going to be a thing. But there's also listener support on Anchor if Patreon's not your style. But, you know, but the biggest thing you guys could do is share it around. Tell your friends. Say, "Hey, check this out." Even if all you have to even if all you do is say, "Hey, you know, listen to this asshole talk and and have have at least one or two other people, you know, hold him back a little bit." <laughs> and, and hold back in a good way, I should say, not not in a negative way. Um Cause oh, cause so much, so much bullshit has happened, like in the world politically and everything else, and it's just, it's getting worse and worse. And at the time we're recording this, the government is still shut down because somebody needs to have a monument to a xenophobic micro penis and doesn't want to do, doesn't want to open the government till he gets his way, like a petulant child. Well,
1: well, let's let's not let's. Look, that may be the catalyst, but let's be honest. It's not him that's keeping it shut. It's his toady in the fucking. It's his toady in the Senate who's keeping everything in there because they've got enough votes that even if, even if, uh, the Don, as I have come to call him, mm-hmm. um, was to over was to veto the bill to, to uh, reopen the government. There's enough votes in Congress total to overturn override his veto. So as a result, Mitch McConnell is being a little idiot, is being a little toady suck up and refuses to even let the bills reach the Senate floor for vote. That's where the that's where the actual bottleneck is right now.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was again. I oversimplified. This is this is why co-hosts are a good thing. <laughs> ah. So, Sometimes
1: yeah. your seething hatred of the of the Don gets in the way of the facts, and yeah, that's...
0: <laughs> and it needs to be pointed out. And I do appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I hate him too, but I would rather. But I still. But there's still plenty of other people who are complicit in all this nonsense.
0: So. Yeah. Oh lordy, but there's all of that, and and for those who follow like the anime voice acting world or whatever, um. I know. I think like the English, the English dub of uh, what is it? Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, I want to say Diamond is Unbreakable is the fourth one that has that that they still haven't had a a voice actor for a certain character whose name I totally forget. Even though I've been watching it with some of our friends, I'm definitely watching it out of order. But um, yeah, there's there's point being. I, I I'm saying all of this very awkwardly to say that. Certain voice actor by the name of Vic Mignon who I call uh, Vic Le Mignon because fuck that guy, he's making the rounds and the trends and everything on the Twitters and Tumblers and everything because, uh, oh yeah, everybody's reminded he's a piece of shit. Um, you know, basically homophobic. He is a, uh, a sexual assailant. Uh, I, I don't know if that's that might that might be the right term. I, I, you know, forcing kisses on people, leering and and, and going going sexually pursuing uh, minors, etc. You know, and and I mention it here because a, it's trending, and b, we all need to be reminded that Vic Mignogna is a piece of shit. Uh, so you know, that's that's my own reasoning for bringing him up, just to, just to remind you people. Oh yeah, uh, but we all need reminders of pieces of shit every now and then. Um, just like we need reminders that you know people can game on stream and get into to a heated thing and not drop the n word. Hmm, you know we need to be reminded of that and we need to remind other people but I'm I'm rambling. <laughs> oh so since it's been a few months, I don't'm I'm, I'm, unless Aaron, unless you have something, I'm gonna forego the shout out section and like I said unless you have something.
1: Um I do have one thing. If okay. you have not watched the 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 brand new animated Carmen San Diego series on Netflix, you need to. It is fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> it's only 9 episodes, which is one of my only two complaints about the show. That's yeah. So, <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, it's 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 the time to get into new things cuz as as I kind of alluded to, I'm getting into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, thank you, Rosen and Becky, and everybody else in, in our in our friend They've group. been trying to get me
1: into it for years, and it's like, you'll like it. You like old anime, and this parody's old anime. I've watched like five
0: minutes of it, and I'm like, not for me. Eh, you know, and to each their own. But, you know, I'm I'm, I'm just through like the second, the actual second arc, and meanwhile, everybody else is up to the fourth arc, and if I'm in there, I'll watch it with them, but eh, I've, <laughs> I've spoiled myself on half the series anyway, so I'm not too worried about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh but that's another thing I'm getting into and also by the time this goes up the newest Steven Universe should be airing. Uh I believe it's I believe the episode is called Change Your Mind. It's the 44 four minute mega special. Um uh, it sh- it promises to be really good. I have yet to see them disappoint when it comes to something that big, but who knows? I I think I think it'll be good. I I I have I have faith that that they did that they did good, so I'm way behind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I've found I've a good chunk of people are, but that's that's okay. You know, especially since Cartoon Network is very sporadic and airing Steven Universe. Or at least they have been in the past.
1: Anything. Sporadic and airing anything. Or at least anything new, you know? Reruns they'll do till the till the cows come home. But...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it also doesn't help that whenever they do something new, you know, they, they do have the app. But you have to have a cable service provider. Guess Which it.
1: defeats the entire purpose of having an app.
0: Yeah. It's like, what the hell? I think ABC had, had done that for a while. I don't know if they still do. I haven't checked. If I want to watch General Hospital, I watch it on Hulu. Thank you very much. <clears throat> so, so, yeah. yeah. yeah it's like, like news networks, cable networks, up, up, update your shit. Ah. Uh.
1: You're going to get money anyway. Here's a thought. Maybe if you put your own friggin' ads on the damn thing, you won't have to pay money to the goddamn cable providers. Yeah, there you go. They're already getting paid once, but once because most cable providers are your internet provider anyway. Yeah. So now they're just making, I don't know,
0: whatever. It's annoying. Capitalism is a weird thing. Uh, You know, among other things. Oh. But speaking of news networks, I say news networks, cable networks, and all of that, this first story this week happened just as I was putting everything together for the show. Um, A fire Sunday morning in northwest Washington, D.C. damaged studios for Fox News, C-SPAN, and MSNBC and forced Fox News Sunday to relocate its broadcast to a local affiliate studio. DC Fire EMS tweeted that an electrical fire broke out in the 8th floor television studio, but nobody was injured. Steve Scully, the political editor for C-SPAN, tweeted shortly after 7 a.m. that the Fox News and C-SPAN studios sustained extensive damage and MSNBC studio took on extensive smoke and water damage. So it says an electrical fire broke out. Oh, either they have either somebody fucked up really badly, the building is not up to code. Or some conspiracy theorists will probably be like, oh, they're going after the media because because Trump says media is the enemy of the people. Never mind that Fox News is one of his his buddy buddies. You know, they, they don't discriminate. But, that la- yeah, that's the uh, conspiracy theory route on that one. I don't necessarily think that's the case. It's probably – it's most likely, I think – Bad wiring, power surge, almost anything. There's a lot of stuff. And I speak of this. My
1: father has worked for the local power company literally for as long as I've been alive. And that's 42 years. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that can cause an electrical fire. It's not just like bad wiring. It can be a power surge that does something and a breaker doesn't trip when it's supposed to or whatever. Or somebody just overloading something. Who knows? There's a lot of things that can cause an electrical fire.
0: Yeah. So, so if so if you hear this and you hear somebody start conspiracy conspiracy theorizing or whatever. I speak English good today. <laughs> if you hear somebody theorizing on anything that just sounds really outlandish, point them to this moment in this episode and tell them to calm down, eat a cookie and just just relax, wait till other things come out. The the actual link which is in the doobly doo it does there is a little bit more to the article, but it's more just somebody from Fox News making light of the, you know. I, I, I say making light, but not in the oh, 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 oh they, they they got burned down too, but it's like ah oh, yeah, you know, they're take, taking it in stride. That's the that's the uh, phrase I want to use. Uh, so so you know, hey, you know, credit where it's due, good on them for taking it in stride and not immediately lashing out. That's good. Um uh, but speaking but yeah, our next story comes out of St. Louis, which makes me really sad that Cat's not here. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, uh, local Fox affiliate in St. Louis uh, newscaster Ste- Kevin Steincross has issued an apology during his announcement about an event happening Thursday at St. Louis University to honor the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. during K- Dr. King's son, Martin Luther King III. During, his morning, during the morning broadcast, sign cross said SLU would honor, and I quote, bear in mind, exact quote, Martin Luther Kuhn Jr. I already feel the awkward. He apologized, later saying it was a mispronunciation. How do you miss? Okay. Okay. Okay, stop. Yeah. Okay.
1: I, I, all right. Make your case, counselor, because I'm probably going to be arguing with you on this. All
0: right. Yeah. Because... Um, I, I don't know how you, king and coon, maybe depending on your dialect, but you're also a newscaster. You would think enunciation would be a little bit better. <laughs> uh, but uh, but he did issue an a formal a formal apology on air during the nine a.m. broadcast of the morning show. Um, you know he he said he want I want to take a moment to apologize. He said. We have heard from a viewer about a mistake I made in our 5 a.m. newscast and our story about the tribute to Dr. King. I unfortunately mispronounced his name. Please know I have total respect for Dr. King, what he meant, and what he continues to mean to our country. This was not intentional in any way, and I sincerely apologize. Um, so, what do you have to say, Aaron?
1: Okay. It is entirely possible. There are two sounds in both words that are right there, the K and the N sound, Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So, in all likelihood, I'm not saying that this guy's not a racist. <laughs> it may be possible, or it may be, you know, this might not necessarily be a Freudian slip. It may have been a legitimate mispronunciation. Yeah. I have done situations where my brain has fired and put out the complete a word that sounds similar, but was not. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. I don't think... I think you know pretty much they've done the responsible thing. He from the sound of things he apologized immediately as soon as he mis- as soon as he said it, mm-hmm. realizing what he said, and then he issued a more formal apology in a later thing. And that's in a four that's a four hour turnaround. You know that's pretty yeah. good for oh yeah for the media. <laughs> you know
0: yeah definitely. So
1: I again I don't I anybody who wants to make a big deal out of this. I personally think it was exactly that. For some reason, his brain went somewhere it shouldn't have. And I seriously doubt there was any actual malicious intent behind this.
0: Yeah, and... and So s- let's not make that a day. Yeah, and and, and speaking of, like, cross-wirings in the brain or whatever, I don't remember if I've told this on the show before, but this was, like, oh, God, years ago. A bunch of friends of mine and I were driving down to Panama City and because you know, we, we wanted to go clubbing, and I was... Particularly, um, let's just say I, I was ah. Let, let's just say I was really wanting to get laid that night, and and, and my and my group of friends, of, my group of friends and I at the time, you know, we're close enough to where I can like just say, "Hey, I want to do this or whatever," and and everybody's like, "All right, whatever," you know. So you know that 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 close knit stuff, and me being me, I just I, I like to use different words every now and then. So, so I I started to say the sentence I want cunt because why not? That's a different word. And while I'm saying that final word, my brain is like, okay, why not? Why, how about instead of cunt, you say poon? Problem was, it, <laughs> yeah, <it> came right <laughs> as I was in the middle of saying cunt. So what came out was I want coon. This is one of the very few times I am so glad I was in a car that had only white people in it. <laughs> uh, and even they looked at me like, the fuck is wrong with you?
1: Dude! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's like,
0: And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> if I hadn't been driving, I would have I would have just rolled out the car into the ditch for about five minutes. <laughs> I'll show myself out. Yes! Yes! <laughs>
1: Oh. I'll show myself I'll show myself out. We're in a moving car. Don't
0: care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's basically it.
1: <laughs> um, oh. I had a similar thing happen while I was working at Disney. Unfortunately, this didn't happen on stage. This happened in the break room of one of the locations I was working.
0: hmm
1: And I was talking to a friend of mine there. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine. I don't remember what it was, but it was about something with just some kind of insult where I needed to use an insult. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is that while I was talking to him, now keep in mind, this is a guy I know who is a devout Christian, but not obnoxious about it. Right. But he's he doesn't he, he doesn't swear, he doesn't curse, he is blithely innocent about a lot of uh, a lot of uh, slang terms for various types of things. Yeah. All right. So I'm there trying to say it, and my brain does two insults at once. Oh, okay. No. I'm trying to say the word twit. My brain latches on to an episode of Red Dwarf where we have a British gentleman saying the word twonk. What comes out of my mouth, and I know it's coming. I've actually managed to stop it. You know, it's like, I don't know. This guy's like a complete twat. (laughs) I'm like, no, no, that's not what I meant to say. That's not what I meant to say. I meant to say twit. (laughs) <laughs> because, you know, I'm like, I'm at work. I don't want to use that kind of language at work, even if I'm in the break room. Yeah. And it's like, and but immediately, my friend who I'm talking to says, I don't know, I think twat sounds pretty good. I'm like, no, shut up. <laughs> I'm around frantically, hoping to God there isn't a manager in the room and nobody heard him. He's like, what's wrong with that? I said, it's slang for female genitalia. He's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh that is priceless
1: <laughs> yeah so uh let's not be too harsh on this newscaster
0: yeah we've
1: all done it. <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> we've all done that oh. fortunately nobody heard him nobody's no there was no managers around. And I told him, I was like, don't, just, just, don't, just, yeah. please don't tell anybody I, I said that. Please, just don't say it again. It's like, oh, no, 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 God.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, so we'll go, we'll go from there over to uh, New Haven and Yale University. Ooh. Yale. Yeah. Lovely. Mm. Yale University has dropped plans to install a vending machine that dispenses birth control products at its largest residential college because it turns out it would violate Connecticut state law. Hold on to the end. The wellness-to-go vending machine for Silliman College was proposed in the fall by a member of the Reproductive Justice Action League at Yale. The proposal was made because other colleges had installed the machines. It would have dispensed plan B emergency contraception and other over-the-counter items. Laura Ray Anderson, a spokeswoman for the State Department of Consumer Protection, tells the New Haven Register that under state law, over-the-counter medications cannot be sold in a vending machine. In response, and I like this response, University Health Services will now allow students to obtain Plan B for free without f- having to first talk to a, clini- cl- a basically- clinician. Clinician, thank you. So, So the vending machines were a bust, which... Okay, I guess Connecticut is weird that they don't have that. I could have sworn I've been in places where you could get like, uh, maybe maybe not over the counter like birth control or something, but like definitely like uh, aspirin or or what have you. Maybe um, not. In, maybe not in. Cal- maybe not in Connecticut. Yeah, but it's also been a while since I've even been through Connecticut, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but good. Get- but good on Yale to overcome that. Be like, hey, we want to make sure they have access to it. Hey, just come on, come on. Yeah.
1: All right, we can't put it in a vending machine?
0: Fine, we'll just give it to
1: them for free. Yes. You know there's some ultra-conservative parents shitting their pants over that right now.
0: Oh, of course there are, because... Oh, we got babies! Yeah. Because yeah. Yale. Yeah. Ugh, uh, just... I, I, very good plan. <laughs> now if we can convince all colleges and all universities to do similar things. Never happen. Yeah. Well, maybe not in our lifetimes. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Uh, but
1: I have nothing to add to this story. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have it, nothing to add here. Yeah,
0: it's just an
1: awesome thing. At least it's not depressing like most of our shows have been of late.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh. So our next one, uh, we've we got we got to bring up the the idiot in the White House <laughs> because, of course, we do. This is out of San Antonio. Trump claimed San Antonio's border wall helped lower the city's crime rate. You look at different places, they put up a wall, no problem, he said. You look at San Antonio, you look at so many different places. They go from one of the most unsafe cities in the country to one of the safest immediately. Immediately. It works. We have to put them up and we'll put we will put them up. We've got to. Um so, for everybody listening, I want you I, I want you to take five seconds. Pause, pause if you have to look up San Antonio and and see where it is on the map and you will see the problem. For those who decide not to do that, San Antonio is located about 150 miles north of the border. Well, about 135 to 140 to get to the loop, but close enough. Um, ah, and I, have you know, driving around, I went through San Antonio a lot because they loved sending me down to Laredo and let me tell you something. San Antonio does not have a border wall around it. Never had. Never will, probably, because why? It doesn't need it. So, it's, this is basically another case of Trump being an idiot. Because he and, in not- this
1: case, and in this case, from what I've seen, I saw this crop up a thing. Odds are what he meant to say was San Diego. But since Trump can't ever admit that he's wrong about anything, he if he's questioned about it, he'll just double down on, I know what I said.
0: I meant that. <laughs> it's like, no, nah, we, we, we got you on, on the thing. I, oh, God. I would love to be somebody in the crowd to have, like, an actual recording of it and and just play his shit back to him. Oh, God. What the? Would that be considered... T- would that be considered torture to just... To just lock him in a room and play him all of his shit that he got wrong? Would that be... Would that be too much? Hmm. Y'all write in and let me know. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. Just a little geography fuck-up because, well, that's what he is. He is very much a fuck-up. yeah Fuck-up who is destroying our country, but he's a fuck-up nonetheless. Ah. Uh, And speaking of of racists, or incidentally or otherwise, this one is out of Houston. Uh, A letter written by a University of Houston engineering professor that was supposed to be addressing new graduate students on possible issues of body odor has some UH students repulsed. Uh, A local news viewer described the letter as disappointing, insensitive, and outright racist letter highlights body odor issues in class by singling out certain ethnicities by writing that people from India use a lot of spices and Southeast Asian countries use a lot of garlic. Number one, have you ever been to Italy? And number two, have you ever been to Chicago? Or anywhere. Garlic is a universal thing, I would think. Well, sort of the spices, but I digress. The letter urges students to take showers and to use deodorant and mouthwash. That is... The showers, deodorant, mouthwash—that—that that is not the problem. Um, student reaction on campus was mixed. Uh, Harry Minosha oh. is quoted saying, "Being Indian, I'm not offended. I know how these things smell, right? So, and from being a diff- from a different country, we are representing our people here. So, might as well leave a good impression on them and not smell bad." Um, Giselle Gura, Gura. I don't. I, I hope I got the name right. G U R R A. Yeah. Uh, but she's quoted as saying, uh, I don't think it's appropriate at all. He didn't have to go into detail about different cultures and what they eat. I personally think that's racist. It's very offensive. Uh, another student said, It's really bad being an Indian myself. It's bad to really point that out in such a dramatic way. Uh, the owners of Monica Lewis School of Etiquette believe the professor could have taken a different approach. No fucking shit. Uh, you, are, you should address a personal issue with the person. Don't do a public statement. You are not part of the CDC. Don't generalize, don't make stereotypical comments, and don't isolate the person, said the owner of Monica Lewis, Darian Lewis. Uh, and for your enjoyment, or maybe not enjoyment, they, they, did have, they do have the letter that was sent to all students. <clears throat> Hi, all. Welcome to campus. Because this is Texas. I would like to mention one sensitive issue that we, do not, that we do need to discuss. The issue has to do with personal hygiene and being considerate to others. This note is in no way to offend you and is being sent to all the graduate students. People from different parts of the world have different food habits, and many Americans do enjoy ethnic foods. People from India use lots of spices, and people from other Southeast Asian countries use a lot of garlic, which has lots of health benefits. However, there is one problem. The body odor due to consumption of these foods becomes strong. So, Also, several of our students do not change their shirts daily. The shirt may not look dirty, but it has absorbed one body odor after wearing it one whole day. I added a word in there. To make matters worse, Houston is very hot and humid most of the year, and the perspiration from our body adds to the odor problem further. Here are some of the things one can do and must do. Please take a shower every morning. If you have a quiz or test, please do not skip taking daily shower. Most Americans shower twice daily, once in the morning and once before going to bed. Okay, hold on. Twice? I've always been under the assumption that you shower once, either at the beginning or the end of your day
1: well unless you but yeah i don't know but under,
0: um, under regular circumstances
1: but considering but considering where he's at he's down in he's down in Houston which as he mentioned is very humid yeah so you know especially you know there are certain exceptions i mean there may be people who do shower because frankly after being out in a humid day all day sometimes you're just like oh god i got i got to do something
0: <laughs> yeah which... you know
1: or you know obviously you probably have people who work construction or yeah. other disgusting, filthy jobs and all that, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so... That, you know, so... Basically, I can understand where he's coming from and why he brought that up. It's probably just to try to mitigate the fact that he knows he's bringing up something that could be conceived as personally insulting, and he's trying not to be. I give the guy credit. The tone of the letter indicates he's trying to be, but once again, it's just unfortunate word choice.
0: Yeah. You know? Because... It's
1: just it's just not thinking it through. It sounds like he might, if he had gone back through it a couple of times he might have done something different maybe because as always my mantra always especially when we talk about stuff on this show is never attribute to malice what is easily explained by stupidity.
0: Yes, <laughs> definitely. And and he does go on, you know, you know, use deodorant, change your shirt on a daily basis. Well, if you have limited wardrobe that's kind of hard to do, but uh, you know, Depending on who do the you are. Best you, do the best you can. Yes. Basically. Yeah. Um, and, and UH came to the professor's defense. Uh, they released the following statement. The message posted by a professor for graduate students was shared with good intentions and meant to help any student avoid potentially embarrassing or awkward situations by making them aware of the hygiene practices that prevail in the U.S. Uh, 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 insert Southern U.S. joke here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um. But that's just about I will
1: admit that that's a little suspect as well. But yeah, but honestly, it it could very well be that several residents of this country uh, need that reminder, too. Oh, yeah, (laughs) definitely. Oh, yeah. Uh. (laughs) You know, speaking of somebody who had that problem several years ago Mm -hmm. and was not aware that it was a problem until somebody brought it up. Yeah. Me, you know, because, yeah, the person who has it, you get used to it. And in my case, it was even worse because I've discovered over the years that apparently my sense of smell is a lot more diminished than most people's. Oof. So, yeah. So, you know, people let me – so sometimes it's like people who are close friends, it's like if I'm in a situation where it's going to be like that, I said, hey, listen, um, I do my best, but (laughs) – I do my best, but my sense of smell is a lot more reduced than most people's. So if there is a problem, please, for the love of God, take me aside privately and tell me because I don't want to make anybody – Disgusted or uncomfortable. <laughs> oh,
0: definitely. And and like you were saying, this this guy who, who put the letter out, good intentions, uh, didn't need a bad bring, wording. Yeah, didn't need to bring up people from India or South Asia because, you know, everybody all over the world use lots of spices. I mean, and if, I think
1: and well, I think he was trying to come up with more than just the immediate where everybody goes when someone says you stink, you know? Yeah. It's not just, you know swamp-ass and armpit fumes. You know, it's
0: not... Oh, yeah. You know. Mm
1: -hmm. But,
0: you know, because, you know, people from India use lots of spices. Motherfucker, you live in Texas. (laughs) Oh, my Mm -hmm. God. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, Anyway. So, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, just... And and even more college news. A a damn good one, too. In Mooresville, New York. Uh, State University New York Morrisville wants to prepare students for a fast-growing industry around the country and possibly in New York by offering a cannabis industry minor. The school is currently in the development stages of the program, but hopes to have it ready to offer students for the upcoming fall semester. Recreational marijuana is currently legal in several states, and Governor Andrew Cuomo, I think I have that right? Mm, that's is ca- correct. Yeah, is calling for its legalization in New York. Jennifer Gilbert Jenkins is an assistant professor of agricultural science at SUNY Morrisville. And hey, can I just say, Jennifer
1: Gilbert Jenkins is an awesome name.
0: That is. Uh, uh, Jennifer Gilbert <laughs> Jenkins, if you're listening right into the show, we, we like your name. It is awesome. Um, we are an ag and technical college. I mean,
1: oh. I'm sorry, Professor Je- Jennifer Jenkins, that's just a superhero waiting to happen. Yes. Right
0: there. <laughs> and hey, you know what? She's She looks like she's going to be, part of getting this going so she may as well be a superhero (laughs) uh we're in the amazing adventures of hemp girl i don't know (laughs)
1: uh
0: yes okay so she says we're right up there with
1: florida man and
0: (laughs) florida man and hemp girl uh we're (laughs) agriculture and technical college our job is to train the workers so that are, that are on the ground in the workforce, and that's our goal. That's what we're doing. So if these jobs are going to be there, we need to make sure our graduates are the ones filling those positions, she says. As an instructional support associate for the horticultural department at SUNY Morrisville, Howard Rice is in charge of the organic farm and hydroponics and aquaponics growing at the college. I said those words, and I barely understand them, uh, meaning hydroponics and aquaponics, by the way. Not the, not the rest of it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that slow.
1: Hydroponics, hydroponics is growing plants without soil. Aquaponics, I believe, is growing plants in water without soil. Hmm, cool.
0: I learned something today. Uh, Rice tells the local news they want students who went for horticulture or similar environmental majors because they understand plant growth. They're not just hiring the guy who was growing it in his basement for 10 years. They want the people who understand the science behind it. Well, I mean, the guy who grew it in his basement for 10 years may also understand it. But, you know, a little column A, a little column B. There's
1: not enough jargon, Gomer. It's not (laughs) real science without jargon.
0: (laughs) Uh, And then watch that guy from the basement, growing in the basement for 10 years, throw all of his jargon at them. They'll be like, okay. (laughs) Okay, here's your degree. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Morris Willis, Pynabies.
1: Oh, good to meet you, Professor. Moving on. Yes.
0: (laughs) Morrisville is planning to use pieces of his diverse programs in an agricultural, engineering, science, and business, and horticulture to develop a cannabis program. For starters, they aren't expecting to plant any marijuana, but instead use hemp plants, which are very similar to the marijuana plant, as, it, as stand-ins help, to help students to understand marijuana cultivation techniques. The main levels is the difference of THC, THC rather. so the hemp doesn't have those psychoactive effects, so we can use it as a model for growing marijuana, Rice adds. Jenkins says, We need to be the institution that people think of when they want to learn about this industry. The school plans to use its expertise with the hemp plant and indoor farming, which they expect many marijuana growers to use, to help with the cannabis industry minor. Fuck yes.
1: Okay, I'm sorry, they have Cannabis Industry Minor capitalized, and now my brain is still running with that. And (laughs) I just remembered an older episode of this. And now... And now, and now, kids, thrill to the exciting adventures of Fuck Man and Hemp Girl as they take on the Cannabiner.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes.
1: It's like a 14-year-old with a blunt. I don't know.
0: <laughs> the, ca-
1: the cannabis industry. A 14-year-old in a business suit and a briefcase holding a huge blunt. The
0: Cannabis Industry Miner. <laughs> there you go. Oh. Yeah, speaking, speaking of science things and all of that, we'll go from awesome to kind of awesome, but also kind of weird. Um, uh, this this is another one I, I just saw today, too. Um, I, I saw it today, and it looks like, according to the URL, it came out last year, maybe? So who knows how far this has gone. Uh, scientists often hope to break ground with their research. But a group of Australian researchers would be would likely be happy with breaking wind. Ice. And whoever wrote that sentence should be shot. <laughs> the team developed an
1: out of I- a cannon. There you Over go. Over the horizon, wily e. coyote style. Whee! <laughs>
0: uh, the team developed an ingestible electronic capsule to monitor gas levels in the human gut. When it's paired with a pocket-sized receiver and a mobile phone app, the pill reports tailwind conditions in real time. Oh, come on! (laughs) (laughs) I refuse to believe that that is an actual term used for this. Uh, I don't know. It's the the term Ars Technica is using.
1: (laughs) Jesus Christ. Keep going.
0: But the pill reports the conditions in real time as it passes from the stomach to the colon. Researchers led by – oh, God, I'm going to butcher this one – Kourosh Kalantar Zadeh of Close R- enough. <laughs> RMIT University um, and Peter Gibson of Monash University. No, you
1: botched that one. It's Piotr Gibbonson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but they reported their invention uh, in Nature Electronics. The authors are optimistic that the capsule's gas readings can help clear the air – Boo. over the inner workings of our intricate innards and the multitudes of microbes they contain. Get out with the alliteration now! <laughs> Jesus! Oh, such Did f- the
1: blockbuster buster write this? Jesus <laughs> Christ!
0: Oh, such, <laughs> such fume data could clarify the conditions of each section of the gut, what microbes are up to, and which foods may cause problems in the system. Spoiler alert, it's mostly spicy. Uh, until now, collecting such I don't
1: know. I don't know. I'm look, I'm middle aged and right now it seems like anything I eat does that, you know. Uh,
0: uh point taken. Until now, collecting such data has been a challenge. Methods to bottle it involve cumbersome and invasive tubing and inconvenient whole body cal- calori- calorimetry. Calorimetry. calorimetry?
1: calorimetry Calormetry or something like that. Yeah.
0: Either way, it involves
1: shoving a tube up your ass. That's what we're kind of getting at here.
0: Yeah. Popping the electronic pill is a breeze in comparison. Oh, God. Popping the electronic pill. That sounds so much like like social media addiction.
1: And, and again, is a breeze in comparison. Stop it!
0: (laughs) And early human trials have already hinted that the pill can provide new information about intestinal wind patterns and gaseous turbulence from different foods.
1: Uh, Gaseous uh, gaseous turbulence is is my Mannheim steamroller cover band. There you go. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Our pilot trial illustrated the significant significant potential role for electronic-based gas-sensing capsules in understanding functional aspects of the intestine and its microbiota in health and in response to dietary changes, the researchers concluded. The authors are currently setting up a commercial company to further develop and test the capsules uh the article does go on as like some of the more detailed stuff but that link will also be in the doobly-doo for you guys if you want to check out all the technical stuff but somebody
1: the... find this off, find the guy who reported on this and just smack him <laughs> just smack him oh you could probably bet he was thrilled to get this assignment too oh like, yeah I get to make a whole a column that's nothing but fart jokes. Thinly-veiled fart jokes with
0: vocabulary. Yes. <laughs> uh, but honestly, you know... It's technica, seriously. Uh, but in all honesty, you know, when it comes to, like, scientific breakthroughs, all, all the fart jokes and, and and puns and everything aside you know it, it's actually you know, a kind of a cool thing that we can do it is like that. it is I, the, the actual the actual thing is actually
1: kind of neat it's like great any anything, anything that's is is fine by me
0: yeah oh so
1: ugh. and presumably at some point you pass the damn thing I would know.
0: hope so uh but here's the thing when you pass it do they expect you to get it Back to them? I hope not.
1: Probably not. That's probably why they're setting up the commercial companies. To figure out what they can do without what what they can do to get what they need to get it to work properly, but not have to necessarily retrieve the actual physical item when it's done.
0: That would make. And is not going to
1: be environmentally damaging when you flush it, either?
0: Yeah, that that makes sense. Oh, yeah. So yeah, with with that, that is going to be it for this week. Uh, really, this is where we're ending the show. This is where we're ending the show, at the, at the on, on
1: alliteration and fart jokes. That that's where we're ending the show.
0: Well, I mean, it's all it's all. Welcome back to thespian talk, folks. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is the
1: high quality content you come here for. Yes, and dear God,
0: it's definitely. I'm not better...
1: sure if Cat would be thrilled or appalled to have been a part of this show.
0: <laughs> well, well, you know what? I will I will make sure she listens to this, and and we will get her response next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh so uh, one other house cleaning thing I, I forgot to mention at the top of the show uh, you, you guys uh, odds are I've already heard it but we're I'm getting some new music for the show to just update things and everything and all of that so that's gonna be fun um, all that credit is gonna be in the doobly-doo until I get some uh, voiceover stuff for it done that way you can just listen to it and you don't know oh that's that song that's who did it cool um so there is that. But Aaron, if we wanted to find you on the internet, where could we find you?
1: Well, assuming I don't die of shame from this particular episode, you can find me on Twitter at Shallow15, S-H-A-L-L-O-W-5. I also have the YouTube channel, YouTube.com. And while the nickname has been retired, it's still part of the address, DubiousCon, g d u b i o u s k h a n, And as always, I even though, again, I have... I have not updated anything over there in months. Most, some, if not, but not all of my stuff can also be found at rtgomer.com.
0: Yes. And speaking of rtgomer.com, that's where you can find my stuff too. Now that I actually have the time to do it, I can actually update material on there more often. Um, you can find this show, as I mentioned at the top of the show, pretty much anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Thank you, Anchor, for that. Um, you can find me on the social medias on the Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, instagram at gomer 21 xx x and i gotta remember for next time to talk about the whole tumblr thing oh no i no i talked about it on uh gomer on the go so i don't i don't i personally don't need to worry about it but we'll we'll save that for next time uh, babbling again move on yes i am babbling again <laughs> i'm also on facebook uh gomer ranting thespian over on facebook uh Title card artwork is provided by the wonderful and talented Becky Hopkins who has webcomic Otherworldly which you can check out at otherworldlycomic.com. She also has her own website becky-hopkins.com and and Cat's not here to do it but you can also hear her on What the fuck over on 121 beyondcom Follow her on Facebook at NerdisCat and on Twitter at LabyrinthCat. I'm doing this for her because she is not here and well I'm pretty sure she would enjoy the extra attention as well. Um, is and, she still with Nerd? Is she still with Nerd to the
1: Third, or is that not? Uh, a thing?
0: Yes, which I believe is on uh, YouTube and iTunes at okay. least. Um, she would know a little bit better, and she will probably hear this and come and correct me, say you forgot a thing, and I'll be like, yeah, probably. <laughs> but Kat, this is why we need you here. You've got to keep us honest. <laughs> yes, definitely, very much so. Oh. So with that, thank you guys for listening. Oh, and if you want to help support the show financially, there's the Patreon, patreon.com slash gomer21XX. There's also the uh, there's also the listener support on anchor.fm. Uh, just go to the main Anchor link, and that should do it there. And it should automatically be put in the doobly-doo for every episode, thanks to Anchor. So all that good stuff should be there. Yay. Uh, and until next time, this is Gomer, the ranting thespian, with Aaron Mills. Signing off.